It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 300 episodes. That's right. This is the official 300th. I don't know why it would be unofficial, but the 300th episode of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. Thanks for joining me and allowing me to talk Reds into your ears on this fine day. The Reds won last night. We're going to talk about that very briefly because I've got an awesome chat. A chat with the founding father of the Locked On Reds podcast. James Rapine himself joins me on today's show. We're going to talk about the Reds. I mean, what else? 300 episodes for the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for being an awesome listener because without you, then, hey, I'm just talking to a microphone that, you know, no one's listening to. Thank you so much for that. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya. You're listening to it right now. So whatever app you're listening to it through, hit that subscribe button. Also, find us on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And give me a call. Give me a text at the LockedOnReds line at 513 513- Five four nine zero one five nine. Got a couple of voicemails in there. Not going to be able to get to them today, and, and not really tomorrow either. We're going to get to the voicemails on Monday. Real quick though, the Reds won their third straight game. All of them against the Marlins. If they could play 162 games against the Marlins, at least in 2019, I wonder if they would really go undefeated. I mean, they just seem to have the Marlins number. Not that they're the only team that does. That was the 85th loss for the Marlins on the year. But Anthony DiSclefani was magnificent. According to Bill James' game score for pitchers, that was the second best start he's ever had. The only start that was better, he pitched a complete game shutout back in 2016 at Arizona. Actually happened August 27th, so almost three years to the day. So interesting time here for Anthony DiSclefani. But if masterful performance, eight strikeouts, shutout, seven innings against the Marlins, two hits allowed, just one walk. Great night for him. And then Kevin Gosman pitched the final two innings and maintained the shutout. Aristides Aquino, first inning, three-run home run. He is now the fastest player to hit 13 home runs in his career. Only took him 100 plate appearances. He also helped push the Reds as a team to a record. They have now tied the most first-inning home runs in a season. They've tied with the 2018 Brewers, and there's one other team, and I forget who it was at this point. But they have a month left to hit one home run in the first inning. If they do so, they will officially set the record for most first inning home runs by a team in a season. I'd be remiss if I forgot this man. Eugenio Suarez hit another home run. He's got a homer in four straight games. We'll see if he can make it five. 
here on Thursday night. But that's enough of that. We got a nice conversation forthcoming between me and James, the founding father of the Locked On Reds podcast. Let's get right to it. James Rapine is here with me. Now, of course, he is a Indians reporter, so we're going to talk Indians for a minute, too. But, James, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Jeff. I, I appreciate you having me on, as always. And uh, it's, crazy. it's crazy how quickly you've gotten this to, to 300 episodes, man. You're doing a great job. Hey, I appreciate it, man. But, I mean, hey, you're the father, you're the founding father of the podcast. Moe's the friend of the podcast. I need to come up, keep coming up with these titles. But uh, to be the founding <laughs> father, from from where it is, I know last year was a tough year. And this season has been way up and way down so many different times. I feel like I've just spun in circles. From your perspective, not not watching the Reds every day, but kind of keeping up with them as you have, what's your feeling been for the Reds this year? Honestly, it's it's kind of, and I know I joined you before the season started, it, it's kind of what I expected to an extent because it's they're better. We all know they're better. But it is really hard to make that jump from bad to playoffs. It just it is, and that's and, and we see it in football every year. You know, it, it seems like there's a team or two that does that. But in baseball, if you win ten more games than you did the year prior, or twelve or thirteen more games, it's really good. Um, and so we'll see what the Reds how they finish. But I think they're making moves. I like what they did. I like the Trevor Bauer move as well. I think you have. Now you have three legitimate potential aces. I mean, that, let's be honest. The way Sonny Gray's pitched this year, I you can say that about him, and we know what Luis Castillo brings, and he's finally coming to his own um, after last year having uh, uh, some struggles early on especially. So I, I think the Reds are trending in the right direction. I think next year is the year. I think that's what the Trevor Bauer deal was, is for them to go at it, and maybe they resign it, maybe they don't, but they want to win next season. And uh, maybe they were they were going to get hot along the way here, and we'll see what happens in September. I don't see that happening. I don't think really many Reds fans do either, especially over the, what happened over the weekend. But uh, yeah, I think they're trending in the right direction, and they're exciting. I got to be honest. I was by this time last year, Jeff. I was burnt. I was done. I was toasted. But but at least this Reds team gives you uh, you know there's there's interest behind it that you didn't have to keep talking about Billy Hamilton, right? There's there's some interest <laughs> yeah. here, and there's some some young guys. Uh, that are exciting, and, and you can see the future um, that hopefully uh, culminates to, to next year becoming a, a big year for the Reds as they try to make the playoffs for the first time in quite some time. It is nice that there's there's been so much to talk about. There's still plenty to talk about for the remaining month and you know a week or a month and a couple of days really of the season. But I did want to get your take on something really quick. I know here recently and I think it was a little bit more controversial up in Cleveland I think folks down here in Cincinnati were just kind of laughing about it but Trevor Bauer made some statements about uh, the city of Cleveland compared to the city of Cincinnati and where he's at now as someone who has done the opposite and gone from Cincinnati to Cleveland uh, how do you feel about the statements that Trevor Bauer made that he's happier in Cincinnati yeah I Look, you can, you can you can go back and well, you know you're trying to get me in trouble because if I come on here and say Cleveland Rock Cincinnati sucks, then you know how many people are going to be like, man, you you diss in your hometown after eight months in Cleveland. No, I suck. I, I think both cities 
and I get asked this a lot, and I think that's honestly, I think this is why Cleveland and its fan base has welcomed me as well as they did because I was a little concerned about that too, coming from Cincinnati, going to Cleveland. How would they they embrace it? But they're really similar, and I get it. When the Browns play the Bengals, it's a, a big deal, and you know, Indians red, you're playing for the Ohio Cup. I get all that, but at the end of the day, we're talking about two Midwest cities, we're talking about Ohio, uh, we all hate the Steelers. And so I think that they're a lot more similar than than people realize, especially when you're talking about narratives, the national narrative of Cleveland about how it's the blue collar, you know, just you have to work a steel mill if you work in Cleveland. No, that's not true. You know, there's plenty of awesome places and things to do. And, uh, and same thing with Cincinnati, obviously. And, you know, you, you know, as well as I do what, what Cincinnati has to offer. So as far as a living, I don't know how Trevor Bauer is going to see much there. I think it's, it's close to the same um as far as organizationally i think that when you're in a place for as long as trevor was here and trevor made his this climb here you know he, he gets traded from arizona and he emerges and becomes the star pitcher last season and makes these controversial controversial comments multiple times twitter spats things like that well of course the indians are like dude can you freaking stop like, can you stop? We don't do that here. <laughs> We're about winning. They, they have a very – say what you want about the Indians and, and, and the money they spend, but there's they're a culture and, and, and with that better option. And I think that sometimes when you have – when you're Trevor Bauer and you're dealing with structure, it's kind of like, you know, Antonio Brown. He was dealing with the, the Steeler structure, and after a while, that rubbed him the wrong way. He needed out. And you could say with the Big Ben stuff, whatever. He's a diva. He needed out. I don't think Trevor got to that point, but I think he's probably getting more freedom right now because he's the new guy, because he's the, uh, you know, they're in the honeymoon stage in Cincinnati. And I'm not saying it's going to soil or be bad or anything. It wasn't bad here in Cleveland, but there are things about Trevor Bauer. He needs babies. There are certain things he's just he's very particular, and that's what he wants, and that's what he needs to get. And so if the Reds give him that and he performs, it'll be great. Uh, but there were times this season when he didn't perform, uh, where he struggled, and uh, and he said he was dealing with some injuries and stuff, and didn't disclose them until he was already traded. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's easy to say that a month in, Yasiel Puig loves Cleveland right now a month in. Yasiel Puig loves Cincinnati for five months. What would he be like in year three if he signed an extension with the Reds, or what would he be like in year three if he signed an extension with the Indians? It's it's really easy to be happy in a place for a short amount of time but it really just depends on how long he's there and what happens so people got you're right people got upset here in cleveland about it a little bit and you know social media is what it is but i take the comments with the grain of salt and i know he clarified them and all that stuff but that's what trevor does he's going to make headlines he's going to give you stuff to talk about and uh for cincinnati media for the lack on reds podcast that's uh that's a beautiful thing because it certainly helps us out I was ultra happy when that trade went down, and, and I'm with you. I whenever Bauer made his comments, I'm just like, ah, man, you you just got here. Like, of course, I mean, you're gonna say that you love it here and that it's better from where you came from because why would you say the opposite and all that? But yeah, I was just trying to see what you would say about that. So that's <laughs> that's uh, that's good stuff. But also talking about new guys and new places and there's been a lot of rookies especially here lately that have shown their quality a couple of guys that weren't even on anyone's prospect list when it comes to the reds and josh van meter 
and Aristides Aquino. What do you think of those guys? I know that's been one of the hot topics for the Reds is, is Aquino the right fielder of the future? And is Josh Van Meter really this good of a hitter? And he's going to continue to provide this kind of value to the team. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's what happens when you're a good organization is you stumble into these guys that you, you really didn't have any, you know, super high expectations for. And, and Aquino is a perfect example, right? Like, Cincinnati, a Yasiel Puig who, you know, Puig's my friend. He could be my friend in Cleveland. We got a younger guy who who potentially uh, ends up being better and is just destroying the ball. Yeah, I think when you can promote rookies like this and get them moving, right, get them in in a a groove, build some confidence, especially in a year where, again, I'm not trying to rub it in, but it doesn't feel like the Reds are going to make the playoffs. Maybe they make a run. Stranger things have happened. Who knows? But if you don't make the playoffs and these young guys are good enough that they take it into year two, and suddenly now you're talking about a roster that, that, that looks like it can compete for the playoffs, but you need some young guys to emerge. Like with the Indians this year, they've had multiple pitchers go down with injury. We know about Carlos Carrasco. They traded Trevor Bauer midseason. How many potential playoff contenders trade a, a potential ace? Or, or their ace, really, and he was, especially with the innings he pitched. Uh, mid-season, he can still contend. The reason they could is because they've had a bunch of rookies step up, and it's excited them for the future, and they can kind of see what the future is going to be like. Same thing here with the Reds. When you got Van Meter, when you got Aquino, you need them to just get as many reps as they can. They're going to go through slumps. They're going to have ups and downs. Um, the good thing here is they don't have to play a full season. They can get, and I know they were in the minors and stuff like that, but they can get uh, 50, 60, 70 games. I, I don't even know the amount of games. 60, 70 games under their belt in the big leagues. Know what they need to improve on, and then they have a full off season to address that and really come back ready to go next year and help this team get back to the playoffs. So I think that's what happens. When you're going to make that leap from – Think back to 09. When you're going to make that leap 09 to 10 with the Reds, and suddenly in 10 they just make the playoffs and they're really damn good and just dominating, right? And just, wow, it was such a fun year, right? And we know what happened with Jay Bruce and all. You need guys to emerge. And in 09 you started to see that. You started to see the rotation come together. You started to see things like that. So this final month of the year, even if they don't make the playoffs, they need to show signs, things that they can build on, because you got three aces now, right? Even if Sonny Gray takes a little bit of a step back to me, Trevor Bauer's going to come back, contract year, be good to go next year and be lights out. I think you'll get 2018 Trevor Bauer. So you're really going to uh, really going to be able to succeed. So I think that those two guys you're at, I think it's a, a big deal that you can find talent like that that didn't project. That wasn't the number one prospect in the organization. That wasn't. Uh, the guy in the futures game, you know, and, and it's uh, it's good to see for the Reds for sure. Right, and I think that's what's been lost. There's a lot of people that like to focus on well, the Tremel and and you got Hunter Green hurt, and you got all this. Like they're just not good at developing people. And they, well, yeah, but what about these guys? What about no one knew who they were coming up, and now they're setting the world on fire, and we're talking about them possibly being part of a playoff contending team. And it's like you got to start giving credit where credit's due. You can't just keep recycling old narratives where you say, "Well, they're not good at producing young talent." It's like, no, that's that's not the case at all. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, it, it's, 
I'm, I'm with you, I, especially with Tramel. I didn't mean to cut you off, but especially oh, with yeah. Tramel, like if they thought he was a star, you think they're giving him up for a year and a couple months of Trevor Bauer. Exactly. Like, let's just think about that. Like you think that they're doing that. So one of two things, maybe they do think he's a star, but they think Trevor Bauer, we're going to keep him here long-term and we're going to massage him and we're going to make him feel good about himself. And he's going to bond with Joey Votto because they're both kind of quirky and it's going to work. Maybe. But maybe it's, ah, uh, yeah, he's good. But we got some other guys we like. We really like Nick Senzo. We, we, you know, we, we like Van Meter. We like, uh, you know, we like this guy. We like that. And, and if we can get Bauer in here, it can really just change the vibe. Vibes matter, man. I mean, the, the, the one thing, and I know I keep talking about the Indians, it's obviously because I, can, I cover them. They're only the other team, baseball team besides the Reds, I, I've paid attention to in my life uh, like this. And, and the <laughs> thing that has, has impressed me with them this year is the culture, the team. One guy goes down. They just had that Jose Ramirez injury. They've had Corey Kluber go down. Obviously, the Trevor Bauer. They've had all these little things. or big things happen, really. And it, it hasn't broke them, right? So I think that that's, that's what you want to do. So I, I, I'm, I love the, the Bauer deal because you can build a culture of winning. And even if he leaves after 2020, now the, this, this team, this organization feels different about itself. And I think that that's, that matters, especially when you're trying to make the jump from 66 wins or 68 wins, which we're used to way too much in Cincinnati, 68 wins to 80 wins to 90 wins. When you're trying to make those jumps, you need an attitude adjustment. You need to, to change that. And, and I think they've made steps to do that this year. And I think that can continue next season. Right about now. And I'm recording this late at night here on Wednesday night, but Right about now is a good time for some Taco Bell. But maybe you're like me and you don't want to go anywhere to get it. You want someone to bring it to you. That is when you go for Postmates. Postmates is your food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you need delivery service. And if you have not taken advantage of this offer, download the Postmates app and enter promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You're going to get $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. And I tell you what, that's pretty much free delivery for a week. Download the Postmates app now and enter promo code Locked On to begin your first week of free deliveries. The Locked On Reds podcast is also brought to you by Blue Chew. This is the 300th episode for the Locked On Reds podcast, as I've mentioned a couple of times before. And if longevity is something that you seek, especially in the bedroom, Maybe you need a performance boost. The best way to get that is through the chewable of Blue Chew. And the way that they do it, you go to bluechew.com, you enter promo code MLB, you're going to get your first order free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Bluechew.com is a nice, discreet way of getting that performance boost. There's no awkward you know, in-office doctor's visit. You're not going to the pharmacy, waiting in line, and you got some clerk looking at you while you, you get your pills. No. And in fact, this these aren't even pills. These are chewables. So that means they work even faster 
than pills, but they've got the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis. That's BlueChew.com. Enter promo code MLB to get your first order free today. All right, so let's let's do a little uh, finish this thought. David Bell's first year has been fill in the book. <laughs> oh man, see this is tough because when you when you're judging a manager, uh, and, and fans do this very very day by day, right? If he takes a pitcher out too soon, you, you rip him. If he gets ejected for something that he shouldn't got ejected, you know, like. It's it's very day in day out. I haven't covered. I haven't followed the Reds like that this year. Uh, so from afar, I think it's been a success. I think, um, and again, it, I, I haven't even been able to get to the Great American Ballpark this year, which stinks. I just haven't. Um, the, the two games that they were in uh, in Cleveland, I had gotten married, or they, they were in Cincinnati. I got married, so I was not uh, I was not in attendance for those, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he's done a. a pretty good job from afar. Uh, again, I don't know the minutia or anything like that, but I, I think when you're talking about building a culture, it takes time. Um, from the looks of it, he always backs his guys, and he's not afraid to, to scream at umpires, which is, is good, because it's, it's good to know that your manager has your back. Um, I get it. You don't want to pull pitchers too soon. Sometimes that has happened with starters. You know, they go four or five, or, you know, five innings, and he's pulling them like Sonny Gray. I think that happened to a couple times. Um, so that's something, especially next year. Trevor Bauer's cooking. Let him go eight. You know, let him throw 125 pitches. That's Trevor Bauer. You know, and I know you guys have seen that a couple times. It's had a pretty good, a couple good starts, a couple bad ones for the Reds so far. So, yeah, to me, I think he's been pretty good. But and I know this isn't a quick thought, and I've extended it, but uh, it's okay. it, it's, uh, it, it, it's one of those things when you're not following them as closely as you used to. It's hard to give a swooping conclusion, but hey, they're better than they have been, and uh, he's a first-year manager, so I'll, I'll give him a passing grade for sure. The next four years, the remaining four years on Joey Votto's contract will be defined by what? Winning. you got to win. You know? I mean, I, I get so sick. I get so freaking sick, and I've heard this so much. And it's going to come up here in Cleveland with Francisco Lindor in the next year or two. And, and these national narratives, oh, when you pay big contracts, the Reds with Joey Votto, it doesn't work. Oh, you know why it didn't work so far with Joey Votto and his extension? It's not to do with Joey Votto's deal. It has to do with Brandon Phillips' deal, which was ridiculous. It has to do with Homer Bailey's deal, which was ridiculous. And then suddenly you're rebuilding, and they waited too long to rebuild. You know, they didn't press reset soon enough. And so the guys they traded, they didn't get peak value for it, and it just took a lot longer. So to me, I want the Reds to win with an older, maybe not as prime Joey Votto, making $25-plus million to show that small market, even though I really think it's a mid-market teams, can win with big-name big players, big-time stars under big-time contracts. Because otherwise, it's just going to continue. Oh, well, see, the Joey Votto contract didn't work. And I'm like, yeah, but... You know why it didn't work? Not because of Otto, because of everything that wasn't around him. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that uh, good organizations can make it work, and I would love for the Reds to win, because that will help define the Joey Votto, Joey Votto's time here, because he's such a great player, and if he isn't able to to win, to to make a playoff run, uh, it's just 
it sucks. It's a part of baseball, and we've seen it with uh, plenty of great players. And I'm not even saying win a World Series, but just experience October for more than a series and really make a run, maybe make an NLCS, maybe make a World Series. Uh, so I, I hopefully uh, hopefully that can happen. So winning is certainly what, uh, what I'll look at over the next few years. One last quick thought. It's been, um, I don't know if you call it a hot topic, but you, you, you hear people use this as a way to complain about the Reds a lot of the whole, like, oh, stop worrying about giving away bobbleheads and win baseball games. If, <laughs> if you could be one, if you, if there was one of these three things that were made after you in giving away at a ball game, which would you rather be a fathead, a bobblehead or a Funko pop? Oh, I will go bobblehead. Okay. And I know there's been a lot of bobbleheads. Um, the fathead is usually given out at the ballpark. They're small. If it was a giant fathead, I'm in, you know, because <laughs> it'll be big enough to, to fit my big dome on it. But, yeah, I think uh, I think I would go bobblehead one. Then, honestly, I don't know, Funko Pop, that's kind of cool, right? I, I might go that, too. And then, because you're, you're talking about an 8 by 11 fathead, you know, it's yeah. not like it's. So, so then that's probably three. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying that then, you know, it's just basically a sticker of you. I could have that made. You know, I guess you could have a bobblehead made too. But I, I would go, I'd go bobblehead, Funko Pop, and then, uh, or, or what did I say? Bobblehead, Funko Pop, and Fathead. But yeah. um, the other thing, the other thing, the Indians are here. And I, I love it. And growing up, a Reds fan, I wish they would have done it because I would have had a Ken Griffey Jr. one and um, Sean Casey and all, all these different ones. But they have jersey days. And I don't remember oh. the Reds. The Reds have like legit jerseys. Now there's a sponsor on the side, but like they button up. It's not a jersey, you know. It's nothing like that. They have jersey days where they give away ten thousand Francisco Lindor jerseys. What? Like, what? like I, see, so that to me, that I, I was kind of shocked. I was like, whoa, I want a jersey day like that. So that that's something I think. And by the way, Ken Griffey Jr.'s bobblehead, September seventh. Don't think I don't follow the Reds. I, I need to get a, a junior bobblehead. So if you can pull some strings down there, <laughs> gonna have to gonna have to look into that. Man, a, a jersey day? Man, that is okay. Reds Multiple are missing an opportunity. Yeah, they've had Brad Hand. Um, let's see who else. They've had Francisco Lindor. They had Carlos Carrasco. I think that's it, but I might be missing one. So see, that yeah, would just, be just, just something different. And they're not like hundred dollar jerseys. But they're right. cool, and now now kids have a jersey. If you can't afford a jersey, just go to Jersey Day and you get one. Which right. growing up, that's exactly what I would have done. You know, so. Oh yeah, and, and I mean, I always think when I'm looking at a jersey, I'm like, well, am, am I going to get this guy? And then is he going to flame out? And now I've got this guy's jersey. Who whoop de do? He had like three great months, and. I mean, that's the perfect thing. It's like, you know, if you get that guy's jersey a jersey, well, it was free. You didn't have to spend any money on exactly. that. Yeah, it's perfect. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that that's – the Reds market game is great. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, there's yeah, a no, yeah. fireworks, you know, everything they do. But that's that's one difference I noticed. Less bobbleheads here, but more – there's a couple. They've had a couple of bobblehead days, but it's more uh, a couple of jersey days there mixed in as well. When I, I got the chance uh, earlier this year, I got to go to an Angels game, and the the give out for it, it was just it just happened to be Star Wars night. It wasn't like I planned it, but it was perfect for me. And the giveaway that they had, you know, they had the rally monkey for the Angels, which is not something any other team could do because that's an Angels thing. But at the same token, I got a little stuffed rally Wookie 
And I thought that was amazing. But just different giveaways that you see around Major League Baseball, that's awesome. But a jersey day is definitely something the Reds need to do. That, that would be awesome. But, James, man, I really uh, appreciate imagine, imagine next year getting a, an Aquino jersey. Like oh, that's see. the exact player I, I, I would. You know, you want to do Joey Votto fine. But I would do young player, probably going to be in the organization a long time. Yeah. Excite the fan base. Yeah, that, give those me are a, the ones I would look to. Give me an Aquino one. Give me a Garrett one. Like, I'd love that stuff. That'd be amazing. Uh, man, I appreciate your time. I know we've gotten a little bit long, but uh, thanks for. No, uh, dude. It's, for t- it's, uh, it's fun to. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I've cut you off no. like seven times. But I'm excited <laughs> okay. to talk Reds. I haven't talked Reds in a while. So it's. Uh, it's good. That's why that was probably the most fun thing about the Trevor Bauer trade is I got to think about the Reds professionally for just a bit. You know, it was uh, it was cool. So I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on for episode number three hundred. That's insane. Keep yeah. killing it on the podcast. And if you guys aren't subscribing to this man's podcast, you need to subscribe to it. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks a bunch, man. And um, I didn't get to tell you whenever it happened because we didn't talk at the trade deadline, but don't let anybody harm a hair on Yasiel Puig's head. <laughs> no, heck, he, he, got it. he got every hair dyed the day at Cleveland Indians red the day after the trade, I guess. So, yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's good to go. And here's the thing. If I tried to harm, or if anyone in Cleveland tried to harm, uh, harm a hair on his head, guess what would happen? He would get suspended again for roughing him up. So, you know, we're, uh, I think we're good to go. That's true. He's no uh, small customer there. But, uh, hey, James, thanks, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, Jeff. Thanks, man. That'll do it for the 300th episode of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to right now. You, the listener, make this show great. Thank you so much for listening to this show each and every day. And we're going to be right here with you through the end of the season, through the off season. It's going to be an exciting time to be a Reds fan. Trust me on that. I've got a really good feeling. For the Lockdown Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.